Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, My wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck.
This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily so if you do that you're doing a service to all of the women hey guys welcome back to the ha podcast um so today we're talking about um bleed strategies and this kind of came up i think in a like a group text that we have where i mean how did it come up what was it you ashley you were just like what do you guys do because yeah, well, because on my most recent, so like, I don't even mind. So first off, let me just say that I like technically never know when I'm going to have a period. Not because, not because I, I'm not regular, but I literally generally have no symptoms. I have no symptoms, meaning that like, for me now, I feel like I, I could just start bleeding wherever. Like there's no <laughs> There's no lead up other than I'm slightly like short on my patients with everybody and anything living. Right. But like, but like it's not intense. It's just like, huh, I'm really irritated by you. <laughs> right. When you say you don't have a heads up, are you saying that like, you kind of want to know like the second it's about to happen 
or just like the day it's about to happen i will i i mean i guess maybe like the day i mean because if i'm like walking you do know the day the the first day your temperature is back to normal you know that's the day well so don't don't at me with you don't know what the day is (laughs) because because i'm not temping because because i haven't been temping i've been like oh okay yeah fair enough that's why if you're not temping like you're yeah you're just kind of like Going with the flow, quite literally. You know what I mean? Literally just going with the flow of the cervical mucus. And again, I'm not saying that this is like, I'm not saying this is recommended. I'm saying that I haven't bought temp drop. No, I hear you. I didn't temp at all last month either. And like now I'm getting up early and like temping at like five o'clock in the morning. Anyway, anyways, long story short, there's a lot of reasons why I'm not. Um, and okay. I, I haven't died. I haven't gotten pregnant. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's all that matters. You know, I haven't died. I haven't got pregnant and my cycle comes all the time. And, but my whole point is, is that like, I don't really have a lot of acne leading up. I don't have a lot of bloating leading up. I don't really have bad body images leading up. I literally just have this one sign of like, Hmm. I'm a little short on patience today, which I think is a great thing to have. But my whole point is, but then every month I have to have this freaking debacle. And this is where I think I texted you because I was just like, well, texted all y'all because I was just like, okay, like, what are we doing here? Because if like when I go and buy tampons, I literally have to stand there and be like, okay, which one is not going to kill me? Which one isn't like going to like be super toxic for my uterus to you know and everything else oh and then there's these great organic brands i'm thankful that they're available in the store first off i'm thankful that i'm in a first world country where we have these products all right so like i don't want to like lose sight but i'm literally standing there having to choose between super toxic tampons and bleeding through my shorts all the time and i'm like how is there not a middle does that make sense? So like, so like when I'm using organic tampons, I'm literally using them and I have to change them every hour. And even if I have to change them every hour, I'm still bleeding through. And right now it's summertime and I have like my favorite pair of shorts. If I bleed through my favorite pair of shorts on day one, I'm done. I'm going to have to wait for them to get washed. You know what I mean? So that's, I mean, so that's where all this was coming through was like, I was like, what are we doing? Let's have a real conversation. And side note, I have tried the salt disc cups. And again, this is where my rant was going. I bleed through those two. And I'm like, okay, there's like one opening. It's my vagina. How are we missing this? How are we missing right. this? So I'm just I wonder like, if your disc size is like too small. I, I mean, I wonder, I mean, like you literally, I mean, like, like maybe I, your vagina opening is like, <laughs> and maybe that's why Nuggy just like slid right out. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was just like, I was just like, and then, and then that's where my rant was like, I'm not observing everyone's vaginas during the day. Like what I'm observing is everyone's cervical mucus and charts, not vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> so no. I'm like literally here with the context of just my vagina. <laughs> That's, okay. That was my rant that I had oh. sent to them. So y'all can imagine. That I, uh, 
I did not chart last month. Um, I chart, like halfway through I did, and then I shit you not, I lost the temp drop. Like in the house somewhere, I couldn't find it. I found it again. Well, my this is very bougie, but my cleaner found it. Um, <laughs> I thought I was like, I was like, where did you find this? And then she doesn't speak English, so she just like pointed to the couch area. So it was in the vicinity of the couch, probably. Like I'm not sure. So I, but I was like, well, this month's like a write off. It's fine. So I'm just going to like go by feel. So exactly same thing, Ash. And I didn't know exactly when I was going to bleed. But I do kind of have a hunch every time because I start to get just a little bit nauseous, right? Like just so ever so lightly that you might like, um, you might feel like, oh, you know, weird. Like I ate something that just slightly didn't settle. Like it almost feels like digestive discomfort, just a tiny bit um, or it's, it's usually in my back. Um, so it feels like a lower back ache. And because I have a back problem that I've been working on, my, my brain thinks I'm having a bad back day. And that's when I'll observe that. So literally what happens is they go, Oh, my back is having a bad day. And then my brain goes, Oh, I'm Bro. probably a bad my period Bro, if and I that can happen for two to three days <laughs> if if i was to feel an outfit of nauseousness i would immediately think i was pregnant that's the only way i knew that i was pregnant with nuggy i was like huh i don't great feel great and then i was like oh no yeah it's like it's like a it's like a one out of ten like you you would just barely notice Yes. You have yes. to be paying just enough attention. Um, and that's what, and like y'all with, if I really wondered like what, oh, wow, what's labor pain going to feel like? Like when I go into labor, everyone talks about it, but what's it going to feel like? And you hear people say, it feels like period pain. And I'm like, I don't get period pain. So I don't know. <laughs> yes. And yes. then, and then I, I got them and I was like, Oh, it's that bit of nausea and cramping that I get just before my period, but that's on a one and labor is on a 15. (laughs) I mean, it's like, oh, and so now for me, it makes sense when you hear people who have debilitating period cramps, Oh, yeah. they are having the exact, they are having labor contractions because it's the same thing, right? It's the uterus making the contractions. Um, and so I had back labor, which makes sense because my period pain is always in my back. Um, so I think my uterus is just like in my back, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, I just think that, um, that, that make, it's a, makes a lot more sense. And I'm, I have a much easier time now understanding having like empathy for people who have debilitating cramps every month. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't get about it, but yeah, sounds rough. What about you, Mishi? I think you use Temp Drop, right? So I, I use Temp Drop as well too. Um, But Danny, society at the checkout, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna use a coupon. I need it. Yeah, and they always have a sale. And well, wait, this you can stack the coupons. Yeah, I was about to say this isn't going to release when 
over the holiday weekend. So scratch that, but they always have a discount and yeah, it's stackable, but I actually, um, I washed my temp drop once. Um, so definitely get the insurance, um, because they will not replace it. (laughs) it. But, but yeah, I don't get any symptoms either at all. Um, sometimes very rarely I'll get like super gassy. I don't get like period poops, but I get a little gassy and that's when I can be like, Oh, it's probably closer to my period, but I am pretty good about, um, checking my temperature and then just, and I know like the average length of of my luteal phase. So I can pretty much gauge, like, I bet you I'm going to start my period, like either this day or this day. But my period is always like, it it doesn't start like a flood. It always, like, it's like a slow drip. And then like this, it's like day two and three are really heavy. And then day four, it's like light. So it's like light, heavy, heavy, light. So I don't have like, even if it were to start in public, I don't freak out. I'm like, I got some time. Okay. No, I'm heavy, heavy, light, light. Ashley, what are you? I think I'm heavy, heavy, light, light. Definitely true. Yeah, definitely that. So, hence why I'm like, well, damn if I do, damn if I don't, if I have an organic tampon in, because it's like, I got one hour max, peeps. Okay, well, I found I found some organic tampons that are working thus far, okay? I am okay. only one why day Why are you now just telling me? I'm one day into using them. So, okay. my, <laughs> my, my cousin came from Australia last like earlier this month and she's like do you want me to bring you anything from home Uh, no (laughs) i'm like not really um they have everything here now they have tim tams and the whole shebang here uh it's fine and i was like but what i could use is tampons because you guys have heard me complain. I don't like the applicators. Everyone here is using the applicators. Is like the plastic stick you put in yourself and you just pump it like a bike pump into you or something like that. <laughs> I've never used it. I, I swear. I, um, I've never used it because I'm creeped out because the top of it is like a claw. It has like a little claw face. I just can't. So I would always take them out of the applicator and then put it in with my finger. Um, Which like freaks Americans out. But I swear to you, like the rest of us, that's what we're doing. Yeah. When you say that, it does freak me out. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and I remember like going through puberty and I remember trying to put my first tampon in and panicking. But I think that's a common experience, even with an applicator, because I, I was just like, oh! <laughs> like, what if I, because like, I, I didn't understand. And this is the importance of like truly learning the anatomy at school, right? But I just didn't fully understand the anatomy. I was like, you're like, what do you want me to put this? Like, what black like, hole are we putting this where in? Where is it? Like, yeah, like where it, because, you know, you've not, you've never had sex, things like, you know, you're like, where is in the hole? Like, y'all. There's a line. There's like a crack that's going from the front to the back. And I know it's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> but where? Like, what do you mean? Right. And so now it's so second nature. But at the time I was just like, I remember panicking and trying a number of times. And, you know, having an older sister who's just like personality is just like, just do it. <laughs> Stop being baby. So anyways, but now I, you know, now it's the best thing ever. You can feel it. You truly know exactly where it's lodged in. And 
in taking them out of those applicators, I found at least with the organic ones, right? I don't know about the other ones because I never looked at them. They um, were very like bendy. You know what I mean? So like they were very pliable. And so putting them in was a bit difficult because they're going to, they're kind of like, they're not very rigid. You know, yeah. like putting the flaccid penis in. <laughs> like you're going to have a bad time. Like there's a reason that we need the rigidity, okay? So these guys are very rigid. These And very important rigidity is a thing that you want in your tampon. These are the Tom Organics. And so my cousin brought these for me from the homeland. I so, have um, those. Wait, they they exist? No, oh, you, we you were, were in Australia. Did you buy them there? I was in Australia and I bought them there and I was just like, where's the applicator? I was just like <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? I was like so shocked. I was like, what I was like, whatever, I can do this. But at first I was just like, did I just grab the wrong box? But that's literally the only thing that was available. And any other like, store we went into, I only could see those. I was like, where's the freaking applicators? Just like here, I can only see the options with the applicator. So <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so we're having just, we're having the same experience, but just swapped. Are you and when you think about it, an option that's it. only available in Australia? Like, I just <laughs> want to know if that's now what's going on. If what's what's going on? I said, are option. you presenting me with the only option available that actually works is from Australia, and like I have no access to it? Is that is that what we're doing? I will send. Look, I'm telling you, when I asked my cousin to bring me tampons, she brought me like a lifetime supply. <laughs> That's hilarious. Can I uh, Amazon? Like Amazon Prime? Yeah, probably, probably buy them okay, online. So they're organic ones. So, and thus far we're golden, you know what I mean? Like nothing's come out and I feel like it has a lot to do with the density of it, right? Like the rigidity of it. Anyways, if you can just like get yourself together, right? I mean, you know how to check your cervix. It's the same thing. (laughs) Popping it in there. You're just putting this in first. Um, This is where it's this is where it's golden. And they slide right in because they have like the torpedo head shape that you need. Not this bloody insert like a square into my vagina. Okay, let me go. Let me Amazon Prime. Well, I just popped on Amazon and I can't find them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. Well, let me try and hook y'all up. I'll see if um you can order them off their own like direct website or something like that. I wonder if Cora... The brand Cora it looks like they have non-applicator ones, and they kind of look. I've like... tried them as well. I've tried them. Oh dang it! Not okay. impressed. All Not right. Impressed. Well, so listeners, if you guys have, especially in the states in Canada, um, because obviously that's where we're on Struggle Street. If you have recommendations for a tampon that an organic tampon, something that you know is less bad. I guess. I've also tried Lola. Yeah. Not impressed either. Okay. So that's the tampon game. But now let's talk about the other options. Because one of the reasons this episode is coming up is because we do get that question. Like, all right, so like, what do you guys recommend? Like a cup, a disc, um, etc. Yeah. So 
I think this is a good time to go over to like the actual bleed strategy, right? So the three of us, I believe we all use tampons at the moment. Um, yes. May shock people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just does. But we do um, a bleed strategy isn't just like, what do you use? But it's like, when do you use it? How much of it do you use? How do you like um, bleed in the day versus how do you bleed at night? And I think that that's an interesting question too, um, that we could go around and answer. So, uh, Ash, what's your yes. like routine? Also, well, other than just bleeding through, because that's because <laughs> that is my current routine. I just, I mean that counts. Yeah, like what? Like if you're at home, do you do you just free bleed and then like do you plug it in when you go <laughs> yeah. out? Um, side note: I also use the L organic tampons, so don't recommend those either. Those are the three that I'm like, look here, don't come at me with them or tell me. And it's maybe just my vagina. There you go. Um, so I will, I hit, I will say that lately I have been more and more like, I cannot bring myself to use a tampon if it's like a light bleed or anything less than like heavy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like there's just something that's like come over me. That's just like, no, 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 no. Like, I mean, that's like, that's literally the message I get in my body. It's like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? And so literally I think, yeah, like, you know, like I'll just like free bleed if it's just not that much. Cause I'm like, okay, well, what's the difference between like cervical mucus and like a little bit of blood. Right. I'm like at the same, at this point, you know what I mean? Um, so I have been doing that. Um, I will sometimes switch to pads at night. I haven't really used pads since postpartum, I will say that, but then given my current just bleeding through everything, um, I've been considering bringing those back. I have, I am going to try other different types of discs, but some of them are like 17, 30 bucks. I'm like, what the flip? Like, I don't mind paying it if it's going to work, but there's that. Anyways. Um, Is it like a two week trial? not that i'm like can i return it but i'm just like yo bro like this is like legit not working like can you like i don't know swap it out for another product or something um but i have been really curious about the period panties that i'm possibly considering just because at this point i'm bleeding through my tampon so i actually don't know what the point of my tampon is right now that's where i'm at ashley's frustrated Hey, do you know what your blind spots are? As in, do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back? Look, it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things, but in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing and these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even we have created a checklist it's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, 
and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today? So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery. So to get the checklist, all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you. You can print it off and you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. Okay. And you're saying the period pants, pant, you know, I can't say the word panties because it just sounds lame it's a little like yeah panties like i'm too serious for that but the period (laughs) but i but i will say undies yeah undies are way better i I don't know period undies um so are you saying like you are considering them for the daytime or um i am i'm actually open to anything because my current strategy at 35 years old is not working. Is this how it was before you lost your period? Like, what was your strategy before? Or has your flow changed? Um, Good point. So I thought my flow got super heavy, but it was only because the organic tampons just were not holding. Like, we're just not, uh, you know, so like, I just thought that, oh, wow, look it. I just have a really heavy flow. And I think Danny thought this too, because I finally was like, yo, bro, do you find It was because you said something. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I think, and so I think prior to this, I bet you're the same, Ash. No, I'm not going to say that you're the same because this was a shit show actually. But I would just put a tampon in and I would almost forget about it. It was so effective. And I would just like fumble my way through periods. And these were years ago, you know, I barely remember like pre-HA. But I know that I would fumble through and just be like, okay, it's probably done. And then take it out and then keep bleeding. I'd be like, ah, and like have to keep going. Like I didn't, I didn't have awareness of how I would typically bleed and like what to expect. And I think maybe it was a little all over the place and there wasn't like a strong pattern because I would just like You just want attention. I, yeah, I like wasn't, I probably wasn't, I probably just wasn't paying attention. And so I would just like not plan accurately. I would always be caught in public without a tampon. Like I was just not one of those girls who like had it together at all. Like if you, you know, someone would ask you, oh my, in the locker room, if you have one, absolutely not. I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have one. I need you to lend me one. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I don't think I've ever had a really, really heavy one. But then again, a lot of the years leading up, I was already on the spectrum of like low energy availability. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure my cycle was already getting super light. So when was the last time I actually, and then, and then before that I was on birth control. So I legit have to go back to the archives of Ashley's memory to like Mm -hmm. my first period in like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? 
So, like, that's how far back in the archives. So, um, my name is Ashley Smith. I'm 35, and I'm just learning about my actual bleed pattern and <laughs> bleed strategy. This is why this is an important <laughs> conversation, because I feel like we're going to have strategies in place yeah. for how we're going to handle it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so Misha, my experience... Oh, okay. I was just going to say, like, my experience with the, the panties, the period <laughs> panties through, through the day, right, through during the day, was I actually got, like, some vaginitis. Like, I got some itchiness. Yeah. And, and I tried twice, two months in a row. I tried it. And both times, I got, like, a very, I got very itchy because I think that, I because my bleed was, like, a, on the heavy days. And I think it just got, like, too humid in there with all of the <laughs> the liquid in such a warm moist area i think i just developed a bit of a a reaction i wonder so I, I, I wonder if it has to do with like the period underwear itself because it has that like lining that like Mushy basically type. is yeah that's like basically like a raincoat kind of like lining you know like nothing can penetrate that so it just like sits there like on the other hand like some days on like if I'm sitting at I'm just to be honest if I'm sitting at home all day which most days I do and I'm not going outside I just wear like black biker shorts and just let it go just let it rip yeah for real and like it it doesn't like maybe because like I can almost breathe and it can go through and it doesn't stop I don't get the vaginitis but are you not bleeding on like your chairs? <laughs> yeah, but it's a leather chair. I can just wipe it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to wait. Important. A towel. Sit on a towel. <laughs> yeah, so you like, so like legit, like your bleed strategy is like, no, this chick only sits on leather chairs. Yeah. You know, and it's really, okay, side note, it's also really funny because most of the time I don't actually wear underwear just like, ever so like I was just like at a wedding and that green dress that I keep posting pictures of I was just like man if I have like some cervical mucus that just pops out like it's people are gonna see it so what I do is I just pull like my dress up a little bit higher and almost like sit on the seat so I'm not sitting on the dress so So you have hang on a second because this is what a lot of us were thinking you have your bare coochie on public surfaces you know there's still a little bit of dress sitting there so it's not like straight on like a surface i'm just clarifying because it's definitely (laughs) something like that i would do but i just no no, i I would do it too what is your crotch sitting on like i i mean cervical because on the dress or bare crotch on some dirty chair I'm going to go with cervical mucus on the, on the dress. I'm going for it. I was just like, my strategy was like, at least if it's at the bottom of my dress, somebody would be like, oh, she probably just spilt something on her dress versus it being like right in the same area. Like, oh, I think you peed yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, we're just rolling the dice. And I like that. It's fast and loose. That's definitely like my stuff. I've heard, so I ran out of underwear. What happened? Some, I just slowly was like wearing it out. You know what I mean? Like it's starting to get holes. Cause I just get like the cheap target underwear. It doesn't last very long. It's like, they just start to kind of like fall apart. 
Um, and so I was kind of getting rid of them and it dwindled away. And I'm in this situation where I ran, I would run out of underwear all the time and I just wouldn't go and buy it. Like I just couldn't be bothered. And <laughs> Um, you guys had said like some other conversation, I swear I've heard y'all multiple times now mention not wearing underwear. And I've had some clients say that they don't either. And I was like, I've just been trained to wear underwear. Like I didn't realize that that was an option, but <laughs> I have been trying it instead of going to Bobby and like, let me try this situation. I haven't worn underwear like at all, all week. And it's great. And it's been a few months, like, just if I run out, I just run out. And I was telling you guys the other day, though, I have found the mucus in the, le- in the legs. <laughs> like, I can feel it in there, like, just like a cold, like, squishy, like, goo. <laughs> and I've lift my pant leg up and found it in there. So, I mean, where, of course, like, where else is it going to go? Like, this is an inevitable thing. <laughs> But I mean, at least you don't miss it, I guess. Like, at least I know. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a risk Uh, that you take. That is. I mean, I feel like I don't wear underwear. I mean, but I actually stopped wearing underwear whenever I developed HA just because, like, none of my underwear fit. And I was like, oh, screw it. I don't think I even want it anyways. You know what I mean? Uh So. And when you have HA, you don't even have cervical mucus. So you don't like like, yeah. so yeah. it, there's, no, have, there's no cervical mucus and that's when i just started my free no underwear wearing it's historically not always been about mucus catching for it's been about um this weird feel like jeans without underwear seems weird like yoga pants like okay because they're just giant underwear but <laughs> like the jeans <laughs> the jeans situation like tracksuit pants, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Designed to not wear with underwear. But like the the seam in the jeans, like what like do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're saying, but I think I've just gotten so used to it. So it just it's like I think yeah, it actually I'm, doesn't I'm bother me. overthinking like the possible- I think if you have high-waisted mom jeans that could cause some friction you know what i mean like camel toes would also be increased in frequency well i don't think my jeans are that tight that yeah camel toe in (laughs) my jeans i've never had a camel toe i think that's like a specific anatomy of certain people as well but i'm not sure um fair fair i mean i think maybe I, i i feel like i feel like like workout pants or shorts are really like that's where you gotta be mindful yeah but jeans i've never had a you know what i mean like if your jeans are that tight you're gonna have some other problems like a yeast infection i guess i just like <laughs> the idea of jeans on like rubbing on that skin yeah it's really a, it's a cause for like a callus <laughs> but like yeah well, yeah, I don't have any tight jeans at the moment, so it hasn't been an actual problem. I just have like the the loose kind right now. Yeah, um, I just feel like in this phase in life, I don't even wear clothes that tight anymore. Like that would be a problem, like, you know, my olden days, like when I was wearing super, super tight jeans, but I just like don't wear really tight clothes like that anymore. Yeah. Okay. 
By the way, I don't recall any of my period underwear having any kind of raincoat material. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm like really concerned. I'm like, oh my God. Unless this is like only, you know, we're not from like cold, rainy places. And so maybe they're just like, I'm not experienced in raincoat materials. But mine is more of like a mesh netting on the inside. What brand do you have? So that's, so then like, that's like my other side. Even when I go to buy period undies, I'm sitting here be like, okay, which ones has recently been in the news to actually not be toxic free? And I'm, and I, and I'm still having the same debate. I'm still having the same debate. Which ones are actually toxic and going to cause something? And which ones are actually the ones? And you know what I mean? So I'm just like, you know what I mean? That's what I'm just like. It's tough because especially with the, the period underwear that they can market it to be a hundred percent organic, which the cotton may be, but it's that lining that'll get you. So it's like whatever they make raincoats out of, I don't know what that fabric is, but that is what's in the bottom of most of your um, period underwear that catches it. So it might be covered with, it might be covered with the mesh or they're, they're creating, are, creating creating like a steamy environment in there yeah yeah and so that was that gave me the itchies but if i just for some it's reason easy. wearing it we'll get we'll get to when i do wear it later and it doesn't cause me the itchies but my point was just that in the during the day with all the activity it was not it, it was too much all right yeah, I do have a thought of like, how are you absorbing that much blood? Well, my my vagina tends to release the blood only upon movement. So I found I will not wake up in the morning with like blood on my underwear if my period comes at night. It will be totally dry. I will go to the toilet. I'll pull my underwear down and pee. And then when I wipe, it's yes like a murder happened. So there's something, there's something about stillness that my, I don't flow. And then when I get up and I'm moving, it comes out. So I think that's why I get away with it. That's the same way I am too. Cause I was like hearing you guys chat and I'm like, maybe there's something wrong with me. Cause like mine's only like, if I'm sleeping, I really don't like have a lot, especially yeah. like when I first start. And then I like wear on at night. At any oh yeah load. yeah wait at any part of your i might get practice? a tiny bleed through but just like drop like spotting uh so like at night i do feel like if i'm like in the middle of my cycle i will have some like bleed through at night heavily sufficient enough that it's a problem that you need to solve kind of thing yeah, I mean, I think so, yeah. So, like, you know, like, I feel like, you know, like, when I say, like, I have two full days of, like, a full bleed, like, I really do have two full days of a full bleed. But then it just, like, sprinkles off of, you know what I mean? Like, it just trails off. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So then if you're... Maybe, maybe I do have a heavy bleed. I <laughs> I just think that some people, um, that some people's, like, I really think that there's, everyone has slightly different anatomy and positioning of their uterus. 
And I do think it causes a different experience for everyone with everything from pregnancy as well through to how you have your bleed and how you experience cramps because it's that positioning, you know, pushed against certain parts of your digestive system that means some people get the poops or the nausea and some people don't. Like, Ash, you you felt like you carried Nuggy in your back. I remember you saying that. And like the entire position of your uterus matters as to how you experience everything. Yeah. That would be interesting to maybe get my uterus checked out. Be like, is it like tilted? No, seriously. She was, she was so high that I never actually filled out in my lower like abs. I never got like rock hard in my lower abs, but I was rock hard from like, like my sternum to like probably right at my belly button. You know what I mean? Like, meaning that like she never dropped. like yeah like she never dropped and when she dropped she like legit came out like three <laughs> minutes later so maybe my like uterus is just like so upright and stuck up that it's just like flowing down anything in that uterus is gonna come straight out <laughs> and it's not like lower positioned type of thing like that's my theory in my ribs, in my ribs. huh that's my theory that like it's kind of just flowing because it's at a, a position in which it can do that at any time. But like me and Mishi got to be up and upright. <laughs> yeah. Or it's not coming out. <laughs> okay. So good. Okay. All right. So Mishi, what's your routine then from day one? I So I do have... I do have tampons like at the house, so I will use those. But actually, it was kind of like you when whenever you were saying like, I just like, it's almost like intuitively or or tampon. I forget what you, the way you worded it, but it's like, I'll just say how it, I feel about them. It's like now tampons. I'm just like I don't know how I feel about using a tampon, and because sometimes it like they hurt to pull out and then like if you have really light days it feels like it's drying everything out so mm-hmm. i don't know and i've just as of lately have just been really second guessing the whole tampon situation almost as if like you know all of the things that you've thought were true and then they were not true anymore i would just wonder how many other things i'm still doing that are like that. And so I don't know, one day I just started thinking about my whole, like, I guess, period strategy and tampons. I'm like, should we really be wearing these? I don't know. So anyways, the long and the short, I have them in the house in case I need to go outside and go into the world. But if I am just, and there's no leather chairs. (laughs) And if there's no leather chairs around, um, for the instance that there's no leather chairs, I will use a tampon, um, especially like day, more so day two, because my first day is on the little bit of the lighter side. But so on my heavier days, I'll wear a tampon if I have to go outside. But most of the time, I'm either like hanging out in biker shorts, which they're pretty, the, the ones I have are pretty thick, by the way. So they really uh, absorb a lot. (laughs) Or I do wear period um, underwear too. So period underwear are like my new favorite thing. So I definitely wear period underwear to bed 
um, because <laughs> I have more biker shorts and I have like blood on the sheets and my husband is just like, this is repulsive. Like, please, please like take care of this. <laughs> He's like, I support everything. I drove a line. <laughs> but like, I don't want to roll over in period blood. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. I, this guy, <laughs> this guy, he, he really takes a lot. So yeah. Free bleeding all over the house. Just no. <laughs> Yeah. And, and he's like, will you put deodorant on? Will you just like do all? <laughs> I'm like so resistant to all of these things that I once was like so conditioned to do. He's like, he's like, who's I don't wear deodorant either, but my husband doesn't either. And so he doesn't um, get to say anything to me. But yeah. I don't think I smell as bad as him. Like sometimes it's bad. Like he smells like not great and there's nothing I can do. <laughs> I think that's me. I, I'm like your husband where my husband, like my husband's like, you just like, please don't be the smelly kid. Just please don't. That's what he tells me. <laughs> but anyways, I guess the long and the short is like, I really, if I can get away with it, I just free bleed. If, if, if I can't, I wear period underwear. And then if I can't do that, then I wear tampons. That's like my, my last resort option. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Does your husband feel like he, like his wife got switched? He's like, hold on. Like, you know, like when I married her, like she wasn't smelly and she wasn't <laughs> all over the place. And, I oh, married her, and she's a little, she's definitely, I mean, depending where we're, I mean, that's a bold move then to move to Florida. Like you should have moved to like Alaska if like, if like he was like worried about, you know, you'd be the smell room. Like, it's like cold all the time. You don't actually have to wear the order. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I really swung the other way um, on the on the pendulum. Hopefully I land somewhere in the middle. I feel like I'm still going through some changes and like maybe I'll find my middle ground and I won't be such a, um, uh, he calls me Mobley, like from the Jungle Book. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but uh, he, imagining he thinks you're a wild person from the bush. Yes. Yes, exactly. I'm raised by wolves. Um, essentially. um, so yeah, poor guy, but you know, my armpits, like when I was like coming out of HA going through recovery, like I literally smelled like a dirty hamster cage. I smelled and, like awful. awful. It was, I was like, awful. what is this? Like I've never smelled something so terrible. And so anyways, I've, I've slowly phased out of it and I, I don't smell as bad as I once did. Yeah. So I, I think there's a little bit more detoxing that'll go on. And then pretty soon I could probably go deodorant less. Can I ask so. you a question? Cause I went through it too. I went through it too. Yeah. Um, when I got my period back the smell and I was like for the very, very first cycle, um, I was so greasy. Right. Cause like, that's part of why, um, teenagers get so much acne is because, they i think it's the prostaglandins or something like they just produce tons of oil suddenly and so you like you are just literally more oily um and that happened to me the first one for some reason it didn't happen again but the smell was there and i think i went through like a solid year of onion were you able are you able to like express what you smelled you know, like literally if you've ever had a hamster and you didn't clean its cage for like 
for like a good like two weeks. Like that's no, what it was. never. I don't. I totally had a hamster growing up. I can picture like the smell of a pet store. Yeah, but go no. into a pet store and go smell the hamster cage. That's yeah. The hamster cage is a unique smell. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, and I had a lot of animals growing up, so I could have picked through a, a ton of animals that I smelled like, but it was very distinct of a hamster. <laughs> yes. So I also don't wear, I don't wear deodorant, but I do have one in the car for like, I will expose myself to the chemicals I do use the native one, but, you know, I expose myself to it if I absolutely have to kind of thing. So it's there on like a as needed basis. But I mean, I probably go, I probably use it like three times a year kind of thing. Like it's See, very- okay. I feel like your deodorant strategy is much like my period strategy. <laughs> like if I have to be. No, a you are not leaving the house at all from the sound of it. Okay, if I have to be a participant in the world on my period, then I will use a tampon. Like, but if I can get away with it, then I won't. Um, Nishi, are you like an undercover introvert? Like, is that what I'm picking up? Yeah, I'm like an extroverted introvert. Like, like I do really love to connect with people, but it is really hard to find my people. But like, if you're my people, I'm probably like a like you can't get rid of me type of person. So, but I do very much like to stick to my own. I like to stay inside. Uh, well, I like to be outside a lot, but just by myself. <laughs> and my dog. And my dog, yeah. my best I've friend. Traveled, I've traveled a lot on my own. Like I did like Europe, I backpacked in Europe and I've done like week long trips and stuff. And Jake is away. Jake's currently backpacking by himself. I just prefer to be by myself for the absolute most part and to like travel on my own. I went to Disneyland by myself. Like, did, I'm you, just ride, gonna... did you like ride rides like all by yourself? 100%. And I passed the time in the lines by reading a book. It was huh. so good. <laughs> Don't know. It was so good. Go on whatever ride I want to go on, get lunch when I want to get it, eat where I want to eat, just like leave when I want to leave. I love it. Okay, so I am the extrovert that totally needs my introverted time, 100%. And so for me as an extrovert, like it's an exercise. It's a exercise that I know that I will like it, but it's not my initial thing to travel by myself, but I will, I 100% will. Like, mm. I'm like, but more of like, I don't want to be inconvenienced by your schedule because if I want to go see something epic, I'm trying mm. to see something epic, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm the extrovert that hates Disneyland. I don't want to, I don't want to be in rides with all these people. I don't want to be around, like, I don't want to wait, like, 30 minutes for two minutes. I don't want to pay a thousand dollars. I completely one. agree. I would I actually probably don't. not go back to Disneyland. Yeah. I actually don't like it. Poor nugs. I'm, I'm, I'm at the I was, I was like 19 when I went. So I just felt like I wanted yeah. to. Like, I'm like the extrovert that totally knows that I need to be some alone time, but 
I don't really know if I actually really like, so I don't think extrovert people have to like crowds because I don't really technically enjoy that. But like I do, I enjoy like laughing. Like this has completely filled my cup for like a week. Like anytime I can like actually truly connect and giggle, I am so happy. <laughs> maybe maybe you're an introverted extrovert. Like you're you're havesies. Like you you like to give out energy, but you need a lot of time to like recharge. That I feel like that's how I am. Like I genuinely do like people, but you <laughs> but I'm very picky with my people. <laughs> you guys, here's the thing. I feel like there if you are purely an introvert or purely an extrovert, you're on the spectrum of some kind of disorder. Like, let's, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something a little bit weird about you that, like, you need to be with someone always or you, you know. So I think everyone's a solid mix of both. I think that makes perfect sense. We all love a good canceled plan. You know what I mean? (laughs) We all love, but we all love when the plan actually happens and it ended up being great. We (laughs) We love where we wanted the plan to be canceled, but it wasn't, but we still went and it was great. <laughs> like we, we're all kind of like that, I think. And then some people just swing a little more on the side of like not wanting the plans canceled and people who want the plans canceled. And, and yeah. like, you just kind of ever so slightly fall to like one, one side of it. But I mean, Jake has been away. My, my own husband has been gone for a week and it is so good to just <laughs> be by myself. We don't even see each other during that. We both work from home full time. He, but he's upstairs and I'm downstairs. And we just like see each other at lunch kind of thing. And I still love him being away. <laughs> I won't lie. I, I do like my husband being away too, except for at night. Like I can't sleep. My husband's been away this entire week and I like... I cannot sleep. Like I'll purposely stay up until like one o'clock until I'm like so exhausted until I can just go in my bed and just fall asleep because I will sit there and listen to every single noise. Like, Oh, somebody just broke into the house. They're going to murder me. Like I, I put up all of these contraptions. So just in case somebody breaks in, I'll like, at least they have to get over these contraptions. Like, Marble trap on the staircase. Yeah. So, I mean, I do like when he's alone, but I prefer, like, if you could just come back at night, that'd be great. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so, I feel like it's almost unhinged. But I, I have absolutely no issues with being home alone. I love it to death. But I do miss Jake more. Like, every time he's gone, suddenly I'm like in love with him again. Like, like like at that, you know, when you first are together sort of thing. I'm like thinking about him like that. But then he gets back and I'm like, hey, you know, I don't understand. I don't understand that. But I think it's common. And with the whole sleep thing, I realized this, I that I was having some trouble falling asleep the first couple nights. And I was like, wow, why? And I realized that because of Jake, our bedroom is like, some kind of like seaside oasis when he's in there the, the, the sound the ocean sounds are going he's got two fans going that are like rotating at certain angles and so there's just like this tropical breeze happening with the ocean sounds but when I go to bed there's nothing and so I'm realizing that I have 
just this amazing system where I get into bed and he goes around the room and like creates this environment that's perfect for sleeping. And I just think it's just happening. Like I have no, I don't realize that it's happening. Like that he's doing that (laughs) until he's gone. I'm like, Oh, my room isn't just, my room isn't actually on the ocean. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so ours is a little bit different only because Blake's been in the military for like nine mm. years prior to getting out. So, you know, like I would do six months without him or like six weeks without him. I mean, like whenever we moved to California, we got there, we dropped all of our stuff and then he left for six weeks. You know what I mean? So it was like, figure out the desert, figure out this new home in the coyotes, all the things, these coyotes trying to eat my cat. That's for another story for another podcast. It was funny. Um, We won, but you know, everyone won, everyone won. Okay. Anyways, but, and then now that he's in the reserves, like he literally leaves every three weeks. He's gone either from like Thursday to Sunday. So it's like consistently, He's like gone. And you know, I will say, I husbands, I don't know what it is, but it's like they take up a lot of time. <laughs> they take up a lot of time. I don't know what happens when all of a sudden it's just me and Nugs, and it's like I've gotten like a hundred bonus hours back to my day. And I'm like, I just don't Absolutely. understand this math. I well, don't I'm not sure what's different about I don't my behavior. But I have a hundred bonus hours added to my day and I like don't like, okay. So, so yes. I mean, it's, so I like guess not that I don't miss him, but I will say even someone who is like well burst and being by herself, you know what I mean? That like the first few nights, it is a little weird to, to like, to like go to bed by myself. But I think, I think it's like the, the like nurturing vibe where I'm like, my whole people are, not, you know what I mean? Like they're not gathered in the same spot. My mm-hmm. people are scattered. You know what I mean? And it's not like, because I sleep really warm. Blake sleeps really warm. So like, we're not much of like a cuddling type. Like our cuddle is like, I'll throw my leg <laughs> over him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like we'll call it like the dead fish cuddle. I'm like, <laughs> I love you. As I put my ankle like on him, right? Because it's just so yeah. hot in nature. Like, he's so hot that he's like, I love you, but you're making me sweat. Like, I, and he's just like, and he has to have that, like, Arctic Zero, you know, helicopter fan going. And I'm just <laughs> yeah, like, Jake does that too. going on. Like, anyways, so, so I think for me, it's just like a sensing that something's not together, right? And so, like, I think the alert goes off type of thing. Um... And I have bigger dogs. Granted, my guard dogs have all kind of passed, but I've always had, I've had like a part chow. That chick, you aren't coming near my house with my mini chow. Like she won't tear Those things are vicious. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're kind of intense. Like I can actually really only take her to like yoga places whenever she like was 10 years old and people like, oh, she's so well behaved. I'm like, cause she's 10. You know what I mean? And so like literally like even when I was doing yoga she would face out like so her back would be to my back and she would just sit on my mat being like ain't no one coming near my mom 
So literally having that type of dog in the house, I feel like had provided a lot of, you know. Yeah, Yoda's not doing anything. But however, he did get up a couple of times and he was barking. And that's why I was like, okay, if he can hear something, there's definitely something out there. No, bro, there's not. There's a bird. Like, there's not a single thing out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, my dogs do sleep with me. And so, like, I get that pressure. And then, you know, pressure therapy and I'm out. Plus some magnesium. Magnesium, pressure, out. No, yeah. I'll just read a book till I fall asleep. You guys, do you know, I just discovered libraries. <laughs> Did they not have them in Australia? No. <laughs> Did you know about libraries? Oh my They're gosh, free. Blake loves libraries. Free books. I was just like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> like, you just prove you live here. And you can just take books and I know this sounds so stupid but I had absolutely no idea that like, I just like it's not that I didn't know that like, I just never thought about it like they I could just go to the library you know what I mean and I think I always also felt that you were paying for books at the library at the library oh like you had to pay for like a membership or something or like maybe. a rental fee like maybe I felt like it was like the blockbuster for books <laughs> Like, I think that's what I thought. That's and fair. so we go. Yeah, like, I think, I just, I think that's just what happened in my brain <laughs> for 30, for 31 years. Oh, so that's been great. But that, that was a side note. But okay. Well, I feel like we got heavily off topic. <laughs> yeah, heavily. we did. Okay. So hold on. So bringing it back, um, I'm on Amazon and is it top? Or is it Tom that you have? Tom. Tom T-O-M. I thought it was Tom. You know, T-O-M. I think I remember when these ones came out too. I, I swear it was a high school girl that made them. That you Stop. went to high school with? No, it, my Australia's oh. class mom. She's mom of high school. You never know. That's a fair question. That's a fair question, Nishi. Yeah. She's the, it's the Tomco.com. Why is she not, like, we need to get her on this podcast. Like, we need to get her, like, Tom Organic. I'm looking at I, I mean, I don't, it, I could be thinking of a different brand, but I just remember, um, you know, I just remember this crazy story of this, like, girl who was really, um, freaked out by everything that was in tampons and so for like a school assignment she made an organic tampon Ye- this wow. was years ago and I remember it was all in the news good on her because like I wasn't even in a level of awareness about any of that stuff when I was in high school yeah well, that's what good schools will do. I assume. I assume she was in the good school because that sure as shit was not be an assignment at my school. Well, Tom also has, I think, some period undies as well. I mean, you got. They probably all have to do that. Like, I reckon they're all having to keep up. Yeah. With the 
They do. They do have one. Yeah. Okay. From the first point of inception, when completing a high school assignment, Marx never wavered in her mission to transform the feminine hygiene industry. So yes, I remember her, Amy Marx. She invented Tom's in high school and started selling it. So there you go. There we go. All right. So the, the, that's our bleed strategies <laughs> and our oh. how I feel about our husbands and alone time share session. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's everything. So none of us use cups. We've never we don't really use I've them. I don't use the cup. I don't currently have a plan to use the cup. I think I do kind of have more of a plan to move towards like what Nishi's doing, which is just sort of, I mean, I'm kind of happy with like our current situation. Like I agree that um, the tampons don't feel like the best thing for us to be using, but because I only have a two day bleed, I'm not super worried about it. Um, and so that's just kind of like my, my plan for now. Nothing fancy. Yeah. Yeah, and by the time this um, pod airs, we'll have a post that gives you the options, pros, cons, and then you can. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can yes. make the choice for yourself which one Misha, best aligns with you. You've been doing have. Like a research project first, making a blog. <laughs> I have. Did you right. know? Did you know that the cup was invented or thought of or whatever in 1867? Stop. Well, it makes yes. sense, doesn't it? Because back in the day, everything was about like a like a reusable option. That doesn't, yeah. That makes so much sense. Like disposable things are way more recent. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, it's but just my. I assume it wasn't silicone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't look into the what the options that they were using. Actually, I'm very interested now. So. <laughs> Yeah. If was it like maybe some like sheepskin or something? I don't know. That could be oh, your thing, Misha. Like you could bring back like ancient feminine product. <laughs> it would be so polarizing on the internet. Oh God. <laughs> My husband would be so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Mowgli. What is no. I love that that happened. So when I met my husband, he was not the person he is today. So like I also got a a, a total switch out. But I had a <laughs> but it's an absolute upgrade. Oh. So I like I don't know what happened, but I mean I do know what happened. I kind of do know what happened. But he was just this um computer nerd guy, quite frankly, and he still is, absolutely. But he, who like survived off Taco Bell and he was, he vaped, like he was getting off smoking and he was vaping when I met him. He was living off Taco Bell. He was buying like venti size, like Starbucks vanilla lattes. Absolutely none of that is anything he would ever even dare touch today. Oh, he would Like not. he would never smoke. He would never drink a, like a venti, Starbucks latte. <laughs> he just went like he went through some health stuff 
and completely changed everything about his life. And he's just like Mr. Whole Food, organic, grass fed. Um, and he did, when it actually started, he actually he almost started to develop orthorexia. Like he did go through because he swung so hard. Um, and because he was diagnosed with uh, leukemia, right? So he just swung really hard in the direction because the doctors were like, there's nothing we can do. This is not a treatable condition at this time. And so it's all lifestyle. So he just went, okay, I'm now the health guy. And so he started putting on like as much muscle as he could because he's naturally a hard gainer and started eating super clean, being really conscious of products like, he chooses everything that we use in terms of like toothpaste, dish stuff. When we had a baby, he really spiraled because he was trying to figure out. It don't make plastic. anybody spiral. Yeah, like plastic bottles and, you know, like what can she use and what can we put on her? And like, oh, it was so crazy. And he started to get anxiety about like eating sugar and things like that. And like, luckily I was there be like just want you to know that I've seen this I've been through this and like the path you're on is not good you're presenting with some signs you are presenting (laughs) yeah he was just getting stressed like like if he would have a chocolate or a donut or something just like you and I like all of us have experienced he would panic um and like he would go just days of feeling like he's ruined his progress but for him it was more like he's brought himself closer to dying Um, and like it it was just like a different story but that's what orthorexia is orthorexia is that exact thing right so like we talk about it in the ha society more about um you know eating healthy is going to keep me thin most of the time is going to keep me lean like that tends to be more commonly what we see Although we do see people who are just like afraid of putting poison in their body. But orthorexia seems to be very a lot more common in men. And I think it's just because it develops more from like a fear of negative health outcomes due to like a traumatic diagnosis or something that happened to them at some point in their life. Well, I do feel like with his, it's just, it's, I mean, we all like know that like we're going to die, but like we all live in this false sense that's so far off. So to be diagnosed with it and it's like present day, like we don't really know. All we know is that it hasn't expressed itself would, you know what I mean? Would be enough to set, I mean, none of us really sit here with like, you know, my ticking time bomb is like been alerted and none of ours has, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would be, you know, and so like, it's, it's so wild, like to hold that in your mind. Yeah. It almost mm-hmm. gives you like a sense of like, you have some sort of control too, because you're just like, if I change X, Y, Z, then I can change like m- my outcome. And it just mm-hmm. makes you like, that's more and exactly more obsessive. It's just really sad because like these are things that you shouldn't have to think about. And it just frustrates me because I feel like orthorexia and things of that nature are more of a modern um, uh, issue challenge yeah, than, it, than it has. 
yeah consequence of like the world it is today yeah because it's just like prior like years and i don't know i don't even know when you the last time we would have not had to think about this 1950s <laughs> i mean they were dealing with plagues and stuff so like i don't know I mean, this I don't is know true i like it's lord knows it was probably i mean maybe it was more of an issue of more of like a fear of um dying of malnutrition was maybe maybe that was a thing like i don't know maybe not in the 50s but like oh actually i don't know i'm really bad at history but to like what you were saying as well that like that the ticking time bomb thing of like jake is in such a weird limbo where i think like what when you when you hear oh someone's been diagnosed with leukemia or something you think like you have an image in your head of what that looks like and now what the path is going to be and there's going to be appointments and there's going to be treatments and stuff but actually there's a level in between where you're not sick yet you have this but you're not sick yet with it if that makes sense um well, yeah that's like a mind twist right there you know what i mean yeah so there's acute leukemia and chronic leukemia and acute is what you think of where you're you need to go into therapy chemotherapy and and you need to lose all your hair and and now we're in a battle we're battling right now and then there's chronic which just means it's there but it's not doing anything you know it's talking about war but it hasn't pulled a trigger of any kind and so that's where my husband lives in like at any moment my body could choose to do to go in this direction and i think anyone who has like maybe breast cancer in their family like in their history probably has like a similar experience right of just like this is in my dna and it could take a, a minute it could like it, it could happen but for him like it's there you know he doesn't have symptom symptoms where he doesn't feel anything but like um inside there are uh scars on his bones and things like that like there are there are physical manifestations of it definitely those are there but for some reason it's not classified as or i don't know if it's not even not classified there's just literally nothing they can do so it just is what it is and that's like so so weird so he definitely like swung in that direction and then i had to deal with like living with this hyper healthy person yeah and that was hard for me because I, I mean, I was pregnant at the time. So I was just like, like my priorities were set, but it was definitely like hard to be like, now I'm experiencing when I want to go and have like a dessert or an ice cream. And that's going to be a triggering event mm. for my partner. And so it was really interesting to experience that on the other side. He's not as bad anymore. I think he internalizes it a bit. So I'm not really sure, but definitely definitely interesting to like watch your partner change and i think that's probably quite like i think everyone probably goes through that i mean you and blake have definitely gone through that like 
you're a totally different person, Ashley. I'm a hundred percent. I don't think so. I actually don't think you ever get the person that you marry. <laughs> and I don't think that's even the goal. I've actually no. seen a lot of, unfortunately, like divorces like end because they're like, you're not the person I married. And I'm like, yeah, bro. I hope I'm not the person I was. I mean, did you meet me? <laughs> you like, I mean, like Blake and I got married, like fresh out of college or, you know, like, like I was finishing, like, my master's. <laughs> Bro, like, I don't know if I'd be my friend. <laughs> Especially not now, right? Um, but, yeah, so, like, yeah. I was talking with a friend who's who, who's going through, like, a horrific divorce right now. Horrific. And I'm like, I don't even know how you would explain to your kids, like, how to, how do you find someone to marry? I mean, like. I'm not the same person. You know what I mean? Like Blake's not the same person. I mean, Blake's pretty consistent. He's pretty steady. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. The man's pretty steady, but obviously like he's changed and grown. You know what I mean? Pretty sure he's been eating the same breakfast. So there's that. I'm a little concerned about his gut. He does have canker sores right now. I'm like, bro, you have an issue. I've been telling you about this. This is your fifth canker sore. Your body is screaming, but never mind. Anyways. Um, but no, I think that like, you're supposed to change and evolve. Like, I hope my pinnacle of me wasn't at 22. <laughs> <laughs> you got married at 22? Yeah. Get out what? of my town! Huh? What? Yeah, I think we're going on 13 years this you year. You were a baby. We were babies. That's what I'm saying. Like, I literally don't know what to tell Nugs. Nugs, I, my, my thought process was, Marriage is stupid. Everyone gets divorced. But uh, I'll give it a go with you. This seems like a reasonable. You know what I mean? Well, no, no, no. I didn't even think like, oh, like we were immune to it. I was like, hmm. Uh, seems like a good shot. with You know, that was my thought process. You didn't even know who you were then. You hadn't, no. even, you hadn't even gone through your Saturn returns. <laughs> look here. Look here. Look here. I... Not that I didn't care who I was. I mean, obviously there's still, but like, I hadn't gone through HA yet. I hadn't had a moment. Like my life was like, how do I play division one softball? How do I keep doing this the longest? I guess I'll go to school since I'm here. I didn't even know I had to pick a major when I showed up. Like I didn't, you know what I mean? I was just like, my whole life was like, how do I keep playing softball? Right. Yeah, been there. <laughs> You're like, bro, I don't even think about softball anymore. I don't, you know, which is so crazy because that consumed my life back then. Consumed me, right? So again, like 22, you know, like when you look back on your old posts from Facebook, because we are that generation, you just, and, and it's just all cringeworthy. You're like, oh my gosh. But yeah, no, I don't think you ever get the person that, you married and so I think that there's always going to be like okay how do I explain this to nugs maybe it's like qualities like maybe like you're always curious maybe like you're always willing to like mm. grow you know what I mean like I mean like you know like these are not to be cool I don't I don't think there were any signs of Jake's like growth potential I'm not saying it wasn't there <laughs> 
But I don't. Ooh. But like, he, like he needs a life-altering event to change. Mm-hmm. Yet I still mm-hmm. felt like I still felt like we'll figure it out. A hundred percent. I think my only logical thought was like, I think I could figure it out with you. Yeah. <laughs> Because we all think we can change them, but we can't. I never thought, oh, I'll, I'll figure this out. I just was like, he'll figure this out. And I actually felt like when I met my husband, he was so playing it safe. The boy had never left California. You know what mm. I'm saying? He was just like small, a small town American kid. Who, which, by the way, I'm like throwing shade. You're 22. I think I got married at 24. Very <laughs> different. And and I had never spent a significant amount of time with him. We were exclusively long distance. We got married after one year, and I think we had spent a grand total of eight weeks together, spread over a year's time period. So I can shut up, um, <laughs> but it worked out like isn't that so weird and i was just I like, mean, it's, I was like everything about this is a bad idea yeah so what, I'm saying, what am i gonna tell nugs like what am i gonna tell nugs i I'm, I'm gonna tell her don't do what i did i'm gonna tell her that because so in college blake and i which is so wild you should wait till you meet blake y'all like everyone's always like are you Their sure story you're is the absolute best but they have to be together to hear the story yeah that is true that don't is worry true. about it so <laughs> to the point like I was anyways like I was dating somebody who like lined up with my life and everything and then I met Blake and then, and then like I kid you not in like my previous relationship he had asked me to marry him right so so like and I was like my whole body was like no 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 but he was an amazing dude so it wasn't that he was a douchebag or anything like that he was epic my body just said no anyways long story short Blake and I Dated for six months and then got married. But this was after being secretly in love with him for like a year while like we partied in college as if any of this has any potential to tell you who this person's going to be when you're married in 35. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know, maybe, you know how Ash- Ashley just is this crazy like... <laughs> like chola girl you know what i'm saying she's just like i don't even know what the words are just fast talking like let's just do this like crazy person (laughs) and and then what you meet like and he's bringing something different to the table entirely he's very He's very like, and I'm sure when he, he probably comes out of his shell more, like without, like, I don't know, but he's very like, um, thoughtful in his words. He's very like, like takes it slow. I mean, he's very, is it, what's that accent? Like just Georgian or something. Yeah. He's from like, like deep South. I, I can understand Like him. ma'am. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's deep and they're just not. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't immediately, it's not what you thought kind of thing. And they're, I mean, they're the best together, but it's so, it's just so funny because she, I think has been the way she is her whole life. And he's been the way he is his whole life. 
And he, like, when they met, I think that they totally acknowledged that difference. And they were just like, who are you? Like, and who are you? And this is just, I can't even express it. You have to meet them both. <laughs> I I can't. I can't wait. Well, this conversation is making me feel better because I literally 180 completely changed. I'm probably more on like the Jake side of how extreme I went. And my husband married something very different. And sometimes I'm just like, oh God, like he's going to, he would never leave me. That's just his personality. He's very sweet. He loves me way too much. It's insane. Golden Retriever. Do we have a Golden Retriever? Is he like a golden retriever? What do you mean? It's like such a good way to describe like those guys who are just like so sweet, so well-meaning, so loyal. They're always up for like whatever. You um, know what's so funny is that description, is he the golden retriever? I used to like describe him as he's like a he's like a puppy or a dog because like I could leave a room for literally two seconds and come back and he would be excited like I was gone for a year or something and he he hasn't changed that hasn't changed I've changed so he's just like I love you you're just a little bit more smelly yeah (laughs) the fact that and he's a very um think very um UK very European very put together very um I I I don't know like he's gay or are we saying Eastern European because he's not very oh no very London Let's say that. Okay. okay yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You're Italian. You know, it was like with the um, uh, all all of you listeners in Europe know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, he is very like London put together, like just um, I don't know. And then there's Mobley over here, is just you know bleeding through her, her shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see this. I can see this. Well. <laughs> You've got like Harry Potter kind of over in your corner who's just like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bless. Oh, well, guys, on. Podcast. <laughs> this is, we don't usually do this on this show. So that was just fun. I apologize this for getting is- so up, guys, but this was fun. This is a good one, like a lighthearted one to listen to, especially if the only thing you've been listening to is like period recovery stuff. So. Yes, I hope someone pisses their pants from laughing so hard. At yeah, no. I think we think we're funny, but we're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just be prepared. Just be prepared for that. All right, guys. So yeah, unfortunately, we we weren't able to give you like the world's best bleed strategy, and that would be cool. But it's really figuring out. It's I mean, it's deeply personal. It's your flow. It's your anatomy. Are you a sleep bleeder? Because that matters. If you're not, maybe you can get away with it, right? Are you like maybe you're not weirded out by the cup? Do the cup. Maybe you are weirded out by the cup. Do the the two tampon free bleed strategy. Like it's all totally up to you. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I mean, even if you want to be out in public and put that bear coochie on <laughs> someone else's leather seat, like you do you. Because apparently you've now got permission to do that. You do. I give you permission to do that. 
<laughs> Y'all, when I book the retreat now, I'm going to have to like be like, are there leather seats? <laughs> oh, hey, that's a really good. Let's let's really quick tell everyone about the the next retreats, actually, because I feel oh, like yeah. this is a good a good um episode for that. So I'm we hold the Airbnb just so I can. Yeah, because now I'm just, we um are have experimented are experimenting with retreats. So we we already did plan one by invitation only. So we never publicly um like advertised it. But we a, a desert retreat to Sedona with a bunch of women. Um, who we thought would be an excellent fit from this very community. So like an HA retreat for women who have recovered from HA, who are in HA, like whatever. We wanted to plan this epic event where, you know, you don't have to worry about the logistics and planning, which is like always great. And you're going to have an amazing experience, but also with like-minded women who are actually going to eat food and who are not going to talk about dieting and who are not going to comment on bodies. And like, we really wanted to create this, experience full of women who get it to make more connections with other women who get it so that we can just build like a community and you can have more more types of women like this in your life and we sold out all the spots it's gonna be amazing so we're like we have to plan the next one yeah (laughs) well because people were asking they were like when's the next one i was like good question let me get on this yeah so yeah we're gonna do the next one in march march 22nd i believe um Mm -hmm. in joshua tree in california yeah so wherever you are in the world google joshua tree see if that looks (laughs) like your vibe um ashley knows joshua tree super duper well so she's going to be our excellent lead we, we just are doing Sedona and Ashley and I both know Sedona relatively well at this point. So we're kind of choosing places that we're experienced in, that are nature filled, that are calming and relaxing. Um, so if you want to learn about it and like join the interest list and see if it's something that you would want to join us on. Um, Misha's currently working on a webpage. That probably- oh, by the time this is aired, this will be up. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it, it's going to so be, pulling. go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, you're lagging. Oh. So I'm going to keep talking until you're. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, usually my period is at the beginning of the month, so it'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll have to come up with like a, a rule for the hot tub use though. Like just <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So that okay, so we're trying to do a similar thing. We're like um we're renting a big house. So that we can all live together like sorority sisters or something. Um me, she's going to be doing a lot of the, we're cooking basically all the meals, making sure everyone has ample food. It's going to be super important, but ample amount of time in nature, ample amount of personal growth. The trip is going to be so awesome. And so you're going to be able to find information on joining us at that trip at the hasociety.com 
forward slash retreat. Yes. So yes, I'm like, I'm like staring at Misha. I'm like, that we just decided right now is what the URL is going to <laughs> Well, we'll link it in the show notes. It'll be linked in the show notes. So Okay, cool. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you didn't, if you were like, I hate that you guys just ranted for ages. I don't care. Don't let us know. But if you did enjoy it, do let us know. Um, maybe we'll do more of that. But if not, then we won't. You know what I mean? So we'll see you guys next week. Everyone have a great one. And thanks for tuning in. Hey there, it's me, Danny, And I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method, both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So Temp Drop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device. So you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. 
So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other... Like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp which is important for overall thyroid function which is often low in women with underperforming hormones so rather than eat seaweed snacks every day i get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine so if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way they ship to most countries so you should be covered just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society just HA Society at the checkout for the 10% off that's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.